You want a life where you can fully embrace yourself. You want to live life on purpose and on your terms. You want to tap deeper into your soul as you grow into your purpose work and you no longer want to hide in the shadows. Hey, I'm Danielle Amy and I am obsessed with helping humans human. I am on a mission to normalize that we are here to feel, heal, experience, connect, and grow. I have transformed many darker sides of this journey into the most incredible life I could imagine. My ducks aren't always in a row. In fact, I think I lost one. But yet, I have created a beautiful family, comfortable lifestyle, and a freedom-based business along the way. All while learning to love and accept myself as a soul that's on a human experience. Through my intuitive teachings, real talks, and guest interviews, I can help you as we help the world to love ourselves just a little bit more. Hey guys, in today's topic today, we are actually going to be talking about something that I was uh, actually confronting or dealing with in this very moment, because if you hear me today, I sound a little different than normal, because I woke up with excruciating throat pain, and now I'm becoming hoarse as the day has continued. And um, our guest today, Daniela Sulik, has actually reminded me that my mind um, does not have to control this as well as my sore throat. It's just my thoughts of how I'm associating things. And that's really one of the main things we're going to talk about today is how to not let the mind control how you dictate things in your life and in so many ways how that really inhibit you from a lot of the growth and keep you stagnant where you are and conflicting with the thoughts that you have as to why you can't go any further. So on that note, I am going to give the floor over to Daniela and let her introduce herself to you guys and kind of connect her story as to how she got to where she is today um, to be able to do and talk about these topics like we are going to have with you guys. So welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Danielle. Um, Amazing introduction. And I'm really happy to be here. I love, by the way, the title of the podcast, Daring to be Human, uh, caught my attention right away. Uh, And yeah, so a little bit about me. I was humaning. (laughs) As we all do. do. Uh, Years and years back, I was humaning. I was doing the corporate world. I was doing the anxiety and the depression and the frustration and the go, 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 go. And being a mom and being a a daughter and being a wife and everything. And uh, then, uh, and I'm very stubborn. Um, I've been very stubborn since since my childhood. Uh, That's the one adjective that I heard from my uh, dad the most. (laughs) Why are you so stubborn? So, um, so I didn't pay attention to the signs until um, life really kicked me hard, really hard because the little tickles and, and, and kind of like knocks and, and, and kicks, I didn't pay attention to. I was like, I'm doing this my way. And the life was like, uh, no, you are not. And I really ended up uh, very sick, um, almost uh, almost losing my life. Uh, long story short, that was my wake-up call. Um, I was pregnant, actually, with my third uh, child at the time, so that was really scary. And that moment, I decided uh, that something needs to change radically, radically, because the next time, I'm, I may not survive. And uh, it did. So it was a long journey, but that accelerated really of finding who I am. That started me to, first of all, it was really a refusal to live my life the way I was living. No matter that everyone else was doing that life, I was like, I'm not doing that anymore. I'm not. There is another way. We did not come here to suffer and to just go through this and didn't die and the second kind of like driver was um really uh finding an answer to a question who am i and i would i would talk to a very close friend to you know about that and they're like well you know who you are and i'm like no no i i want to know who i am and i did not like kind of literally ask the question and meditated on that it's kind of like because that question that quest was in me things started accelerating really and uh, I went through a sort of what you can call spiritual experiences and metaphysical experiences and uh, 
I had out of body experience. I had uh, astral travel. I I experienced myself as a consciousness itself, um, becoming the thought emotions an emotion that I felt in that moment without the mind and body, which was really, really scary and yet fascinating experience at the time. I experienced a couple of times what Eckhart Tolle um, in his Power of Now book um, describes in the first chapter, really like first, uh, the beginning of the book, the becoming void uh, meaning meaning collapsing of the mind and the body. So the mind, because the body doesn't exist without the mind. So the collapsing of the mind kind of in the center of the consciousness. So there is a, there is a, there is a black hole in the center of everything that is, that is a consciousness. And uh, that was really fascinating experience uh, and, and much more. And that led me to where I am today. I, I started I studied knowing things. So I don't, uh, right now what I do, I help, um, I help um, successful renowned leaders and uh, talented, talented entrepreneurs, executives to, um, to shift to the life of fun, ease and joy, because that's who we are. Just dropping the mind, dropping the mass conditioning and uh, creating by being instead of action, instead of doing that's who we are. We are human beings, not human doings. And um, uh, yeah, I started, you know, I, I help people remove anxiety, panic attacks, anything mind related, because it exists only on the level of mind. So if then we go beyond the mind and knowing who we are, um, then we are really, really powerful. Okay, one, I have so much excitement to what you just said. So one of the first things that caught me is you, you talked about the suffering and, um, it is, there's a, I never remember if it's like a proverb, a quote, but it's like a Buddhist quote of some sort. And it's like, you know, life is already painful. We choose whether or not we're going to suffer. And like, it's like, I don't know, there's something about life that is challenging. And so I came from having like lots of depression. I was suicidal. And I mean, for majority of my life, actually, um, it wasn't until maybe the last like five to seven years that like I started having reprieve and then coincidentally as well. And coincidentally, um, I started having a lot of spiritual awakening experiences um, and being led to certain things. And, and it is the thing that stood out to me most of what you shared with us is the is a big bold question. We actually spoke about this on another show with uh, Laura Jack in regards to grief, but it's the question of who am I? Um, like who who am I? Who, like what do I want to be? Who like how do I feel? How do I want to think? And I think it's a really big identity crisis for a while, and can contain grief, which is where we kind of discussed Laura and I in in the conceptualization of. For me, I spent so long under the guise of everybody else's like decisions and thoughts and, and the things that I saw, the things I heard um, and the things that I experienced to where you start to like shed these personas of yourself that you realize are not you. They're actually other people like mirroring, projecting, leave, I'll call it leaving their dirty laundry <laughs> in your, you know, your aura. And so eventually you start to realize you have the ability, you have the state of, of power in so much regard to like be like no I don't want this anymore like I don't I don't want to have this anymore but I noticed that there's a conflicting element though and that's kind of where I want to dive into is there's like a bridge before we get to that side of being okay with choosing definitive just like like we talked so right before we got on guys like um like I said I had my sore throat and all this other stuff and I'm like I I admitted that sometimes I can be a perfectionist um, with certain things. And because I'm still, you know, overcoming that part of myself of feeling good enough with something. And so uh, um, what we had kind of basically discussed, though, was like, she mentioned something about like her life in the past and, or the world around us. And, and it kind of connected something that's going on currently. And it's like, well, no, like, um, it doesn't matter. Like, not that it doesn't matter. But like, I'm unbothered in this moment in time, because this is how it supports something and how somebody can see you or I as being insensitive. So that's the portion, if that makes sense, that I want to dive into. It takes a while before you can get on, on the other side of the bridge to be so confident and so 
you know who you are, to know your beliefs, know how you feel, um, and without being bothered by other people's opinions of that stance, of that power of choice. Like, how how does one, what would be your tips or, or opinion for somebody when they're in, like, the tip peak of the bridge and they haven't, they're not comfortable enough right now to be told that they seem insensitive about their opinion about something that's going on or that they're not voicing concern about what's going on right now? Yeah. Um, I threw here's a big the one thing. out there. Oh, no, not a big one. I'm trying to... <laughs> I'm trying to um, say it in not insensitive way. <laughs> uh, okay, so first of all, what you said that life uh, uh, is uh, full of suffering and challenges. Uh, life is not. Life has no meaning. Uh, we are life. We give me. We give meaning to the life. So. Any suffering is self-imposed and any suffering uh, is created in mind. Uh, without the mind, there is no suffering. And that's why if people want to instantly uh, remove their suffering, pain, challenges, they need to go beyond the mind. Um, how, uh, how, we can, uh, how we can kind of bridge, uh, here's the thing that it cannot the question was how I can become this uh, strong individual, not that I don't care about what's going on, but it doesn't affect my vibration and I know who I am. This cannot come from logic. This cannot come from the mind because mind cannot comprehend these things. It has to come from this deeper knowing, which you can call wisdom, but it's deeper knowing of who I am, how this world functions, literally structure of the existence, and where do I fit? And once you know that, once you have that, then whatever the mind is telling you is completely irrelevant because you know those are just stories and do not affect you. Getting there is the journey, journey, all but Although it may take 10 or 20 years and it can be instant. I've seen instant changes, like literally 24 hours, literally a few hours. Um, it's about your willingness. It's about our willingness to go deeper, really deeper. And uh, I don't necessarily mean meditation. And now I'm going to answer the question when you said, you know, if I can share some tips or give some, give some tips, not necessarily meditation, because there are people who meditate for 10, 20 years and they're still um, maybe a little bit better, but still reacting to the world, to the outside, having a lot of fear, anxiety, and then they meditate and then they meditate. No, it's not like that. Um, you need to go not within, but you need to start observing yourself. So you need to shift your awareness from out, from being aware of the outside and what's going on in the outside world and shifting in inside what's going on in the inside world. Like that, how you shift that. And observing what the mind is telling you. What are the thoughts? Um, you know, everything that is out there is a projection of our beliefs. It's projection of who we are. So what we are, that's the life we are living. So if there is any suffering in my life, first thing that the question would be, instead of the usual humaning, well, I need to make something about the suffering. No, the first question to be asked should be, how did I create it? How did I create it? How come it's in my experience? And that takes an uh, enormous amount of willingness and bravery. And, uh, and unless really we are, and you mentioned your journey, right? Like depression and, you know, suicidal thoughts. Like unless we are literally sometimes squeezed into the corner where we cannot go anywhere else, we are not willing to do that. 
because human the mind really distracts us from from that part and it it distracts us it shows us no 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 go here or look look what's going on out there or or go out with your friends or you know uh, pay attention to this until the suffering becomes unbearable then you and and it can take any form it uh, you know in my um in working with my clients, it was sometimes depression. It was suicidal thoughts. It may have been cancer. It may have been, you know, cancer growing in their body. It may, it may have been anything. Um, until the suffering becomes really unbearable, we are not going to shift. And that's why, actually, and this is the paradox, that the suffering is not there to punish us. And suffering that it's there is there so we pay attention to the suffering and ask the question how did i create it how why it is in my life but not oh my gosh how why is this my life why is this happening no okay if if everything out there is a reflection of my beliefs who i am what do i believe about the world how because otherwise the suffering would not be here and that's kind of a shift from the love consciousness to the higher consciousness when then really you meet people who are like no life is chill no life is easy oh my gosh but you are not stressed uh stress about what oh my gosh there is so much fear fear about what uh the mind doesn't understand it so there and then there is a disconnect between these two kind of groups of people that's not positivity that's that's knowing that's knowing who you are so um yeah ask questions ask the right questions and instead of fixing something out there that there's that even doesn't exist because everything out there is an illusion by the way and we know that um that the reality is the illusion is not real the experience of the reality is real the physical experience of the reality is real it's the projection of our mind the reality is not and that's why the reality can shift only when we shift yeah love it this is such a good conversation like because the thing is is i think it takes well that's what you were you were kind of like you know not hinting on but like hey you got to get to this stage first otherwise this other stage isn't coming and i think that's the thing that people need to understand though is it's not a matter that it can't have a quick fix like you're saying people can change in 24 hours it doesn't have to take 24 years but it does it legitimately does take you which might take 25 years to make the choice and like you're saying have the willingness to realize that we are the creators of our own demise we are the create but what what was a big boom for me was <clears throat> i lived a large portion of my life of look what happened to me look what you did me and and it was like even to the point that i think i used my depression as like a way to seek attention not that i didn't have it but it was like i i wore that badge really well to where most of the comments that i had when i was younger was like to get somebody i wanted somebody so badly to ask me what was wrong like i think that's what it was so that was why i was seeking attention was i was seeking conversation and i was seeking because i missed that as a child so it wasn't until though y'all until i started really getting to know myself and started having self-accountability that came long before i even started realizing i got to flex the muscle to realize like i got the choice to define who i was going to be and how i wanted to be it i didn't realize i had that power inside because i still thought it was being controlled by the external world and it was very conflicting because coming from the place for me of already seeming very insensitive because i was always negative about stuff at that time like genuinely negative and pessimistic that when i started um in this middle ground that's actually when i started entering into the world of people pleasing that i didn't once have because then i'm like but i don't want you to think i'm still the old version of myself but like i kind of still feel these certain feelings because i always carried some truth because i've always questioned life i questioned religion i questioned politics i quen i questioned parental things that they would tell me and i'd be like but that, that doesn't like yeah, that's not a good reason though as to why I can't, you know, or or that doesn't make sense. You're going to tell me the whole world is going to hell because we don't have, you know, I grew up in the Catholic religion. Um so I was just like I always questioned. I just questioned. I naturally questioned. And so 
it really questioning everything really is your answer so much one to learn who you are to learn what you like to really learn the truth of the world in so much ways of it's not real anyway there is like really no truth other than what we define as truth um and that's what i tell a lot of my clients because we deal a lot with emotions like emotions of these circumstances and these emotions of things and what i always tell them to do is um I call it like sitting at the round table with all your feelings. Um, not that they're valid or invalid. It's just what you want to give something to. But more importantly, to ask the question is why you're here and what do I need to learn from you today? Um, a part of yourself, like sitting there and having that conversational element because realizing that if you are sad, if you are angry, if you are in depression, if you are feeling this, what part of you is trying to give you the information to say, here's what you need to see inside of you. Here's what you need to accept inside of you. And here's probably where you need to really be still and let go and, and bring in comfort and forgiveness and stillness. And I think we live in such a world that I think it's, I don't think I see the transition occurring of that whole push, do, dominance, uh, like the corporate, the corporate ladder I think is really going to be shifting in the next probably five to 10 years drastically, like crumbling to the ground. But as you said, logic cannot fathom what's happening and it wants to put reason into it and it wants to like add analytical data to it. But the reality is, is the more still we are, the more we're going to gain, the more we're going to understand, the more we're going to learn because we're like surrendering, like you're saying in those moments for me, what changed was basically saying, I can't do this. Like, I can't like gut wrenching cries on the ground and surrendering to, I don't know what the fuck I was surrendering to, but I was surrendering in the context of it. When you surrender so deeply, you feel like you've lost everything inside you. But in that very moment, you have gained everything. You have gained everything and every ounce of your being. And then you realize the power that you control for self. And that power isn't necessarily like you're saying doing it's being it's that shift and and I think that's also a challenge is we use different words to define and some have different meaning to one than another um where sometimes I use words that seem maybe like intense or aggressive but really in my world it's like very gentle and, and like still you know um which makes me think of art when I used to make art I always thought I was happy and I'd be like why does it seem so sad I'm like it's happiness to me though <laughs> so I guess what I'm saying is like I know that surrender and, and people always ask me like, how do you get to the surrender? And I'm like, you just, you just get there. Like, I mean, there's not really a path, you know what I mean? Other than that, the path of questioning, becoming the observer internally in your life, the, I call it the, put yourself on a branch above yourself. What are you doing? Sit at the table with your emotions. Why are you here today? Why am I triggered today? Or why am I whatever today? Why am I bothered by my mom saying this about me? What do I need to, what do I need to strengthen? What do I need to see? What do I need to let go of? Um, so like, how do you feel about people? Cause I mean, most people obviously grew up in a world majority of suppression of not feeling, not associating disassociation, which then like leaves all the bags, which then eventually causes the pain because you're not actually focusing ever on what's going on. Right. We're disregarding it. Um, so what is your opinion is in the, in the context of once they're transitioning over the bridge of realizing they have choice, um, and they're going into the state of higher consciousness and their consciousness is constantly evolving as ours does all the time. And because we're not thinking we're knowing and we're living out of that knowing, um, more and more and more like when, when we're, how do you explain to someone? Because I think I know I had periods of time of not really understanding and I didn't have anyone else to, I guess, discuss this with. I just kind of did it on my own as I then taught other people, the other stuff. Um, what went, cause I still, okay. I'll talk about myself. Sometimes I'm still in this, this world and sometimes the mind can still be so incredibly heavy to me, but I'm aware that it's not me. Like that, that I'm consciousness, the consciousness of self, the consciousness of conception of, of whatever, of how I see the world um, is outside of me. But there's times where I feel like I bring it incredibly close to me on purpose, intentionally, because it's like I know that I gain from it. Like I know that I learn from it. I know that I grow from it. So I sometimes don't try to get rid of things in 24 hours. I like to kind of intentionally sit with it for a while. Um, so I'm not sure. I know I haven't asked the question yet because I'm trying to figure out how to ask it. Um, basically 
when when do you realize that you are actually controlling the does, is this making sense at all because like I'm, I feel like I can't give you the question I'm trying to say like I feel like I'm like can I beam it to you <laughs> not from my brain <clears throat> like I'm trying to think how to say like I feel like I'm coming from a place of knowing not from a place of thought when I choose to have the emotions stay with me so then I have brief moments though where I get caught up in the illusion of the emotion like where I'm I'm so deep within it intentionally to like grow enormously that I buy into the illusion oh so briefly and sometimes I do get caught up in it in that moment and then it takes like like a mere second or a moment and I can I mean I can like like leap out of it so far where I go all the way back where I started do you know what that is like do you know what's happening I guess is what I'm asking you (laughs) I think um here's the here's the thing um it doesn't really matter what you are going through what you are feeling what you are whether you are buying into the illusion or not everything is illusion by the way when we say well we I, I buy into the illusion uh, you create your you create your illusion. So knowing that, okay, well, this is more this illusion is much better because it's kind of like fun and ease and joy, but it's a still illusion. So kind of uh, what I would say, it's the not making that it matter. The mind makes something matter, and that's where you were going like, okay, I feel these emotions and these emotions are getting big, big, big. And now I'm in it and it may take maybe two hours, three hours, maybe two days, but and then I, then I shift. So what? You can be there and you can see yourself having the emotions, but you know that you are not the emotions. So that kind of comes with uh, practice is realizing it's like the deeper knowing of who I am and then even allowing my emotions I'm still human like you're still human you cannot detach yourself from emotions the emotions will always be there but you can observe the emotions and you can choose to dive right in and be the emotions or you can kind of just observe the emotions and Again, not not making it matter. Okay, it just is. So when we are sad, we can, knowing that I am not the emotion, I can be sad and I can be depressed. Why would I do that though? I Well, I rarely do. You know what I mean? Like if I know I'm not, then I, your system automatically switches. So I think that like your system automatically switches and it doesn't even go there. But this is kind of like a practice. It's a building of muscle. And then, then as I said, like sometimes the illusion is very good because, you know, let's say making love or orgasm. Like you feel this completely opposite illusions, but you are not like, oh, no, I don't want to feel it because I'm this consciousness. And the, no, I dive right in and like just enjoy it, right? Uh, but so we, but this is the freedom of choosing thoughts emotions not knowing knowing that and that's the deeper knowing that i am not the emotions and i can have any experience i want and with time and with kind of like willingness to go deeper and deeper um as i said it becomes naturally and you won't even go The, the deeper emotions they are not going to show up because your vibration will arise it's like there will be this block. It's there will be this glass wall around you. Like your vibration will be so high that it cannot even go into depression. You cannot. Um, in the interim, what we do, we still choose sometimes unconsciously because we react to go into the lower vibrations, and then we kind of snap out of it. Like, oh, okay, well, okay, what am I doing? I know better, and then you jump. So I would say just continuing practicing it and 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 observing and realizing I know who I am. Yeah, that happens, but it's like a it's like a 
you know, uh, learning how to play piano. Like there will be some mistakes, there will be something. But then at the end, when you're like really good, you can talk to people and you you just, you can close your eyes. You can, you can just play amazingly. So your system takes over. And this is what it means to be in the higher consciousness. You are not doing anything. You are not in the lower consciousness we are doing. We are doing healing. First, we are doing working and getting money and whatever. Then we are doing healing. Then we are doing a chakra aligning. Then I need to do. The mind does. Then I need to meditate. And No, I don't need to meditate. I am a meditation. I don't need to anything if I know who I am, if I get to that point. But it's really bypassing or going beyond the mind that tricked us, tricks us into we need to do something because then we are someone. And really the bravery is into, as you were saying, shedding everything, shedding. Are you willing to go so deep that you, as you said, that you will allow yourself to die as a person, as a person. So for example, um, yeah, I'm still me, but it doesn't matter what people think about me. Why? Well, because I am not identified with the personality my mind created. I know who I am on the deeper level beyond the mind and beyond this body, which means if I get sick, I'm not necessarily, oh my gosh, end of the world. Because, well, first of all, the body has a natural ability to, to, um, uh, to, to know what it, to, to know what it needs to do to get healthy, but also it does not, um, it doesn't, I don't in the, in the identify with that disease. That's what I said at the beginning that it, your sore throat on this podcast only matters if you identify into, oh my gosh, it needs to be perfect. It needs to, what will they say? It does not matter because you have no control about other people's opinion, but well, you have, but in a completely different thing that people think, um, it only matters if you make it matter. So if I don't make matter my sore throat, I can go there and speak in front of the hundreds of people. Does not. And I will deliver an amazing speech. Right? It doesn't matter. And this is the kind of like collapsing of the values, quote unquote, values and where we place our values. And it's the, this artificial stuff. And the mind really, really locks us in that. You need to be someone. You need to have these achievements. You need to work. This is why people work towards the goal. And but we we mastered achieving. We mastered planning. We mastered getting somewhere. But we haven't mastered living. Living now. It doesn't matter. And another thing is that we um when you said at the beginning uh how how kind of your journey and the depression and uh and all that stuff and that you felt like a victim it's because like this is the bravery to look at myself like there is always a gain there is always and i worked with people who have panic attacks anxiety they were bipolar any anything there is always a gain behind every pain even chronic chronic disease. And that takes uh, um, real honesty. It's always between you and you. It's between no one else. You and you. Real honesty. What am I gaining from this? And once you know the gain, you bring it. You bring the gain from the deep unconscious to the conscious. And then you can take a look at it and like, oh, shoot, I don't want to be living like this anymore. And you throw it away and you're a different person. You leave that victimhood mentality, for example, in the past, right? Uh, Yeah, so hopefully that answers your your, question. No, that's just it. Like, is, is, I think, so like what I constantly, and I get like, all and I actually get frustrated, but it's like there, you can't make somebody see it. Like you have to see it for yourselves. And, And I think for... I feel like I wish I could just subliminally do this podcast. Cause like everything, I just don't like words. I'm just like, there's, it's an experience. Like it's an experience yeah. to be had. Not, yeah. I mean, you can read about it. You totally can. Um, and then I love that you talk about the power of now. That was one of the first books I read. Like, I don't know. I think it was like a 2012 or 20. I was going snow skiing. <laughs> and I'm like, I hardly ever read a book. I read that in a new earth. 
in like a yeah. couple days. I don't ever do that. I love those books, by the way. Brought me back some memories. Um, but the reality, though, is even then, I still was very conflicted in my mind. However, it's like little breadcrumb trails, like along the way, these like little hints, these little hints, these little crack doors keep happening. Um, and so I'm an analogy goer. Like one of the things that I, I recently was talking about with some of my clients is it's almost like we're living in this cave, like a stone cave. And the whole time, though, we got like these little tools that we could chip chip away but we're like we don't even touch them because we think well no this is it this is what it is i guess i should decorate the thing let me go see if i can find some <laughs> furniture this is it maybe i can yeah. paint the stone white and brighten yeah. it up and yeah. so for the longest time we think that's all that we have and then yeah. say a big storm comes through and all of a sudden a piece of it cracks off and then there's like there's some light and at first it's like yeah. oh no my cave is cracked everything <laughs> i've always known and had i i just hung a picture yeah. there it's broken that was the biggest opportunity you were ever yeah. given in your freaking life. And that's just it. When you said that to me, it brought me back to you. So like I lost my home, my school, my car, and all this stuff years ago from Hurricane Katrina. Um, and I, at the time, I wasn't like, oh, I lost all my stuff. And this is when I still was not in a state of higher consciousness, at least in the state of consciousness yeah. of knowing. Um, and I'm still like, everybody's all like, oh, and I'm like, well, my main goal is like, how can I somewhat bring some of the normality back into my life? I know it's not happening yet, um, but I was not really emotionally affected and distraught by it. I was like, I, within the first year, I was like, damn, if this wouldn't happen, this wouldn't happen, this wouldn't happen, this wouldn't happen, yep. this wouldn't happen. I found I could spew out opportunity all day long. I love that I experienced depression so badly that I wanted to end my life multiple times because I know what it feels like also to live. I know what it really feels like to be loved and to be happy because I used to not, like I didn't know how to do that. So, and also the same thing now is when I, when I still have the human moments. And that's why I really like to always let people know, like, I'm not done. Like I didn't go back into oh, a puff of energy or something. We are never you done. You, you will be done yeah. and you will be dead. Right. Well, yeah. We are never, well, yeah. And then yeah. you come back and then you yeah. come back. This You're never wrong. done. But yep. that's just it. It's like, I, I started to just really enjoy all the emotions. I yes. enjoy them because I don't feel in my opinion of my experience that happiness is any better or worse than sadness because yeah. I also don't see sadness is something worse or bad I see it as an experience to be had and when in my opinion I shifted that belief system to realize like not not again it sounds to those of you it might sound conflicting but you don't matter and you don't matter either it's just a matter of like how I feel about it and and I do I embrace all of it like I have two little tiny kids I got a five-year-old and a three-year-old and sometimes those things bring chaos um because they're bold not chaos as in oh <laughs> they're such a problem but they're like life woo jump off the walls you know like love life and if I don't change my perspective I can see it as chaos craziness what are you doing to me what is this and I go and this is what I do over and over. they have been my greatest teachers in my freaking life I always tell myself I'm like how can I bring ease in this situation how can I change it because this is my situation this is my life but then people's like yeah but your kid's there your kid's doing this I'm like no it's like what am I doing in this moment that I don't have to feel affected by yeah. his experience or her experience like how can I bring comfort and also help them to be in life? Because we are, you said it in the very get-go, that people don't embrace how it's something so simple that it's like, you know, the answer's right there in front of your face, like dangling. People's like, I don't see it. Yeah. I just don't see it. Like the universe didn't give me a sign. It's in our name. Yeah. Human being, yeah. you know, like it's it, yeah. being. We're here to be. To be, to become. We're being, just to be. And it's like, there's no way though. There's no way. Yes way. Yes, it's the answer. Just like I tell everybody, whether it's the business, the husband, the kid, the money, the thing, da 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 it will always go back to go. I'm like, you want the answer? Go get a mirror. Go turn your camera on on your phone it's and you. stare at yourself. Be like, hey, you. what's up, bitch? Uh, <laughs> here you are. Because that's where you're going to find it. And this you know? is... What you said was absolutely, absolutely correct. And this is, and I have three kids, so I know a bit about chaos. Uh, but you know what? It's not chaos. It's not, it was when I was humaning and they were yeah. little, like it, it's not. And uh, it really comes down to this thing that we personalize everything, everything mm -hmm. and everyone. So this is why I uh, often say, I'm like, uh, 
you don't fix, you cannot fix relationship. You cannot fix relationship with your partner, with your kids, with your friends, with whoever um, you can, with your ex, you cannot fix relationship. It's between you and you. And there, the number one reason or the only reason why there is a conflict between two people, whether we talk on the individual basis, like one person, another person, again, parent, uh, kids, any kind of relationship, or two groups of people, you know, two groups of people on a mass level, because people are looking for themselves in the other person or in the other group. They have a certain, there is an individual mass conditioning. And so, for example, me, if I have, and if I function what I call as a conditioned human, when I write, I call it conditioned human. Then I look for to to prove. So I matter to prove my existence, which I know only through my mind, through my past beliefs, through my experiences, through how I see the world. And I look for the evidence outside. And if that evidence is different, then I attack. Then I attack because it's very fearful. And it may look like... Uh, well, I look at my kid and the kid is doing something I don't like as a mother and I freak out or I'm stressed and uh, and I'm angry. There is always fear. It's a survival fear conditioning under any negative emotion. Jealousy, fear, uh, jealousy, anger, frustration, irritation, anything you throw at the other person, your partner, your kids, your neighbor, whatever. It's your conditioning and you function on fear. When And you function as a conditioned human because at the level of the mind, when we go beyond the mind, there is nothing and there is no conflict because without the mind, we see the person for who they are. We don't see the person as the illusion we created. So I'll give you the example between two of us. So if I function and if I come, if I would come to this podcast or any other podcast on the level of the mind and as a conditioned human, now I'm thinking, how do I need to show up? What do I need to say? Am I saying the right word? Do I look right? Does she like me? What if she doesn't like me? What if the audience won't like what I say? All the other BS. And I create my reality because I see you and your podcast through my conditioning. What is the conditioning? Fear. I need to survive. I need to survive. I cannot be left alone. What if someone doesn't like that? Then I'll be left alone. And all other insecurities and BS. If I drop that and I come to this podcast as not conditioned, as my true self, not as a mind, I leave the mind. I see you. I see you. And then nothing matters. The audience doesn't matter. You don't matter. Nothing matters, which means you have my full attention. I'm not trying to prove myself to anyone. I'm not trying to get anything from anyone. You have my full attention and my full love. Love is the full attention, the full awareness. And then we can have this amazing conversation. And what happens, I don't control. And you know, the paradox is amazing, magical things happen because the audience, the, the person that needs to hear what I say will hear that, but I'm not controlling it. I'm just being me. So take this to any relationship, as I said, on individual or mass level, it could be like, that's the higher, that's when you function and like, yeah, I love everyone. How can you love everyone? But they are doing this and these, these are doing this. Well, which side do you prefer? Uh, everything is perfect. I love everyone. Well, you're weird. Uh, okay. <laughs> it's uh, The mind works on duality. Like, don't like. Uh, white, black. Uh, men, women. Like all, right? Parent, child. The consciousness has no preference. It's just this. And when we get to the point, 
it's a deep, we create deep, deep, soul deep relationships. People are like, oh my gosh, I need to find my soulmate. You can have a soul deep relationship with your children, with your partner, with your client. It's, it's beyond the normal, I would say, experience. It's really, that's life. That's richness of life. Yeah. And that's why we are here. Yeah. I love this. Like about two, about a minute and a half ago for about three minutes, I was like, this is like the synopsis of daring to be human. Like what you were stating was I built this whole thing off of a feeling, never, like a, just a knowing and a feeling, not a thought. And I, I just, as I said before we got, I always brief people because there's those that come in and they're like, oh, what's the question? I'm like, we don't do questions. Like we just, we're just here. We're in this experience. And like, even when you were talking, I'm like, I can feel you the whole time. I can feel you. Like I experience you. And it is, it's almost like, you kind of, not literally, but maybe, um, like you almost step outside of this, this stuff and you're just like chilling on the side, like hanging out. And it's so cool. Like ser- every time I do these episodes, that's exa- what you said was like, that's what we're doing. That's it. That's why I do this. It was never for any kind of anything. Like I went into the intention of, I'm just doing it because I feel like it. I like it. I want it. And I know p- there is, even if it's one person, here's this message. That's why I do this. Like I never went into it with any intention of expectation of what it needed to become, how it needed to look, what people needed to say. I honestly could give zero shits. Like I love doing these things. Like I love the conversations I have, even if the whole premise is for me to have cool conversations. Awesome. I love it. You know, but I know that that's not it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. But also the paradox is that it creates such a huge momentum because you are not trying to get anything from anyone or, 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 or from anything from the podcast, then you're allowing the natural mechanism of control, not the mind control, but the natural, natural mechanism of control that has been built in the structure of existence to take over, you can call it divine will, you can call it God, like you can call it anything. And this magic just happens. And you asked me for a tip earlier and I just I just thought of something and I just want to share it because usually, usually I'm like, whatever, I just say whatever comes to my mind. I don't have a filter because there is no thought behind it. But here for everyone who's listening and who really wants to understand For example, the conditioning they are in, uh, because people are like, well, how do I know? Well, try to go around for one hour, two hours, a day, a two, without the intention of getting something from someone or a situation. Being completely neutral and seeing people and talking to people not and adjusting your language and thoughts and emotions and how you, whatever you do, because you want something from them or from a situation, but with a complete neutrality, I don't want anything from you. Try to talk, try to interact with your children before dinner or after dinner or during dinner, not wanting anything from them, not wanting to be, it's scary. It's scary like shit because it's beep. Sorry. Because, for example, as parents, we care for you. <laughs> we, we care for our children, right? As a responsible mother. And like it's in our mass conditioning. And again, well, but they need to be healthy. They need to succeed. They need to do this. And if, oh my gosh, if they do this, they are not going to succeed. See how I am trying to fit them into my view what success is and in the because my view is conditioned view of the society no i don't i have three kids and i'm like any any question i answer when they ask me mommy what should i do blah 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 you know i don't know the answer i get is kind of question what do you want to do well yeah but you know no what do you want to do how do you feel about that i don't And even if it's something that me as a conditioned human do not agree with that answer, when they gave me answer, it's my problem. And I go and like, all right, so there is more conditioning to do, right? But this is it. And then those people, those little kids are just thriving, are just happy, are just, and they have like, there is no box in their mind. And this is, I think, where we 
uh, are heading towards to you know as a humanity but we you know i work with i work with families sometimes and you know with and the children have anxiety or depression or suicidal thoughts right and i work with the parents and like yeah it's you it's you and i'm that serious don't don't you don't need to fix your children's anxiety they have your conditioning and your conditioning needs to be fixed and then Series miraculously things shift when the parents shift. So, um, I mean, it's, 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 yeah, it's, fa- it's, fa- I can attest that I did it in my family. Like, that's the only way how you can control anyone is by shifting you. And you know, wanna, and you know why the secret is why, why is that? Because there is no one out there. You look at the people and you need them to change, change so you feel better. But everyone in your life as a soul family are only a projection of your consciousness, of your mind. And you pre-plan this. And this is a much deeper, maybe for another, <laughs> maybe for another session, but there is no one out there. So how do you change your kids? How do you change your partner? How do you change your ex-partner? So she's not a bitch anymore or whatever. Your clients, your clients. Oh my gosh. People are, oh my gosh, these clients. Well, if you don't like your clients, there is something in you you need to change. There is no one out there. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, it's true. Even if you don't want to hear that to be the truth there, Susan, it's the truth. Um, but anyway, I think that was a phenomenal ending, by the way. And yeah, I, I'm not going to lie. You're the first person I had in a hot bit that you think a lot like I do. Or we're on the same wavelength of like the neutrality that a lot of people, it's very awkward for them to feel. Um, I call it like just the middle, like go into the middle, go into that. And they're like, oh, but is that a good place? I'm like, yeah, it is. Oh, it's like the best place. place, Oh, it's it's the place beyond the mind where the mind cannot exist. Yeah. Because mind, again, mind is duality. I like, I don't like, well, try not to, neither. What do I do? Neither. Uh, What is that? See? And that's why it's so hard. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, it was wonderful, wonderful having you. And I would absolutely love to have you on the show again, because I think we could have some incredible conversations because you carry a lot of depth and that I love depth. And this is yeah. what I'd love to bring more into the show as well. So thank you for being with us today and sharing some wonderful, insightful things. And also just another way of talking about it. Also, I think can help people understand it or whatever the hell's going on. <laughs> um, so thank you so much for being with us. And um, I will talk to all of you guys later on another episode of Thank you so much for tuning into another episode of the Daring to be Human podcast. Until next time, keep on feeling those feelings and expanding further on your soul journey. If you want more, head over to daringtobehuman.com for show notes, links to any resources mentioned in today's episode. And if you are looking to take your human journey to the next level, be sure to check out my private members community. The links are waiting for you at daringtobehuman.com.